please be advised, all music tracks used in this production are sole property of Kelson Communications and are original compositions. Thank you. Hey, it's Scary Jones, executive producer of Elvis Duran and the Morning Show on Z100. I want to talk to you all about my friend and fellow Brooklyn College alumnus, Silas. Your e-journalist, social work advocate, Silas hosts and produces the award-winning Kelson on the Air social work podcast. My friend and fellow BCR alum is now known nationally and internationally as Silas. Your e-journalist, social work advocate, his podcast, it's also listed as one of the top social work podcasts you must follow. The award-winning Kelson on the Air social work podcast. Hello, travelers. We'd like to introduce you to Hop-In Bus Services, founded in 2018. Our goal is to provide people across the U.S. with world-class travel and tourism services. Our expertise allows us to offer our customers the best deals. We've built a reputation on tailoring our services to meet your needs. We specialize in motor coach buses and party buses. We offer clean vehicles and professional drivers for your next trip or occasion. Our passion is safe traveling. We're a contracted carrier licensed to operate in all 48 states. We believe in providing a personal touch beyond just making your next charter bus or party bus reservation. You can book us today for your next amusement park, casino, or family reunion trip. We can handle all your transportation needs like corporate events, weddings, or proms. We're committed to making travel easy for you. For a free quote today, call 833-774-6746. That's 833-774-6746. And remember, don't just stand there, hop in. To everyone tuning in, welcome. This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate. You're listening to the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast, the program that promotes, celebrates, uplifts, and highlights the social work profession. This podcast aims to educate the general public to the vital contributions professional social workers make in every aspect of society every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new year. This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate host of the award-winning Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. Our special guest for today is Miss Linda K. Edwards. She is CEO and founder of New Me, New You, Inc., and also Father Time, uh, as well as other ventures, which she's going to explain. This is the beginning of a brand new year. Everyone has new goals, new endeavors that they want to embark upon, and new directions. And so we've brought on Miss Linda K. Edwards, because she's very involved in the community, in giving back, and also in her business entities and ventures, she is always looking for ways to help other people to connect with her and her services so that she can give back to those in need and those who aspire to go higher. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of information about our distinguished guests. This is Miss Linda K. Edwards, and she is, again, the executive director and founder of New Me, New You, and Father Time Incorporated, both, by the way, are nonprofit organizations. She's also the owner and CEO of Everyday Needs Incorporated, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. Miss Edwards has an associate's degree in liberal arts and science. She is a licensed practical nurse with over 20 years working with psychiatric and elderly clients in that population. 
She is a life and motivation coach with over 17 years of experience. Linda is also affiliated with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. She also donates her time and resources to the Nassau County Department of Social Services Foster Care Adoption Unit, and she was just nominated for the 2022 Who's Who Publishing Registry, which recognizes executives and professionals for their accomplishments and contributions to the global marketplace. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome to today's show our distinguished guest, Mrs. Linda K. Edwards. Ms. Edwards, welcome to the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. Kelly, for having me on this wonderful platform. I'm honored. Thank you. Now, uh, looking at your bio, which is quite extensive, Ms. Edwards, um, it states that you've always had a concern for the welfare of others. Tell our audience what caused you to develop that concern. Well, growing up, uh, thank God, in a uh, loving environment, a loving home, I uh, dealing with so many different people in my family, friends, and also in you know work. I've seen a lot of issues that people faced, and uh, you know things that we deal with on an everyday basis. And um, it it gave me the concern to try to find a way to help in some sort of way you know, um, whether it's in their personal life or their business life. That's what I, I incorporated, you know, over the years is that concern of how can we do better or how can I help people to be better? Ms. Edwards, um, share with our listeners, if you would, please, mm -hmm. what brought you to this point in your life where everything you seem to do and all your endeavors, both business and volunteer, point to you wanting to help others? What, what brought you to this point in your life? My compassion for others. Okay, my compassion. I, I, I love people in general. And all of them, all of my navigation through life is always and has always been around people. Okay. And I, I, I can remember a story. I think this is going to be corny, but a story of when I was in school and my mom used to have to come up there and actually turn me backwards from the class because I was always the one to pick up their pencil if it dropped or I'd be the first one to, you know, uh, you know, speak to them, you know, when they first come into the classroom you know, I was like that type of child. My mom was like, oh, gosh, we, we got to it's good, but it's bad because, you know, you're not going to focus on what you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. But um, my, it's the passion for people, for love of people concerning, you know, um, happiness. The passion is for, for people. That's mm -hmm. what brought me really, truly to this. I've always been, um, you know around people and always had concern for their their mental status you mm -hmm. know how they were feeling you know um their physical if they were well taken care of mm -hmm. because that's important to me really it truly is yes. mm -hmm. my mom always told me taste and grace mm -hmm. you know i mm -hmm. actually held a um a event on that about taste and grace how mm -hmm. you present yourself how you you know um take care of yourself self-care mm -hmm. is big you know yes it is 
Mm-hmm. You know, so that's no, I really was coming from the heart with that. Okay. So you mentioned something really interesting that's been a huge talking point, especially in 2023, and that's mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh what we've come to understand is that people need to not be ashamed of seeking out mental health. What types of things do you do as a life coach, as an entrepreneur, as a volunteer to help people feel more comfortable seeking out mental health and and recognizing when they need to seek out mental health? What would you say to somebody who's struggling with mental health? Well, what I what I do is allow them to acknowledge, first of all, to acknowledge that it's okay. Try try to to look at the good points of of who you are. You know, look at, write, write down on a piece of paper all the things that you think that you're not that great at and on the other side, all the things that you are good at. I would just tell them to write their goods and their bads down mm-hmm. and to focus on their most strongest point. You have to focus on what you're strong at and then work little by little on the ones that you're not. You have to, of course, acknowledge that there is something that that is a problem because we that's another thing is acknowledgement is is very hard for a lot of people you know um they don't want to acknowledge that they have a problem with anything you know and once they do do so then it'll make it comfortable for them to be able to look at it and work it out in whatever way that they can Depending on the situation, because I go off of what that individual is, is dealing with. Now, that answer seems to lend itself to some of the techniques and the modalities that you might use in your role as a life coach. Right. So I'm, I'm picking up some some pointers or some suggestions or some advice that a life coach might give to a client. And so people say, well, what is a life coach? So tell our audience what is a life coach and, and how you go about coaching people in their lives. A life coach is a person that has patience, understanding, wisdom, experience, you know, because sometimes you have to experience some of the things that are going on for in order to be able to give that critique or that help that they need. So um, I use experiences of myself along with people that I have you know, around me, family, friends, um, the teachings of other, you know, uh, classes that I have taken, you know, and, and that's how I, I help, you know, with being a life coach. Now, to become a life coach, um, there is no real necessary uh, degree. It, it really, you don't need one, but there are a lot of accredited classes that you can take to enhance your um, life coach skills, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely have to have patience and understanding, definitely have to be compassionate, definitely have to be empathetic because with those things and those qualities in, and then with my experience of being in nursing field, that helps me a lot as well. Now, there are some times that you will hear that um, life coaches are certified. Are there mm-hmm. specific certifications that one can uh, can acquire to become, quote unquote, a certified life coach? The International Coaching Federation is the best one out there to, to go to because they are a worldwide known um, coaching business that 
uh, has been around for many years that you can go and seek information and on how to, you know, strengthen and heighten uh, your life skill mm -hmm. uh, qualities. What made you be interested in becoming a life coach in the first place? Well, being in the nursing field, you know, and, and dealing with so many different people and um, just uh, being around different personalities and, and stuff like that. And just knowing that I, I have that understanding of, you know, the quality of life and people. So that's what brought me here. So here we are in 2023, brand new year. And we're talking to Miss Linda K. Edwards, uh, CEO and founder of New Me, New You Incorporated. Miss Edwards, tell our audience, what things are you planning to do this year to raise the level of service that you provide? What I will do is strengthen my understanding and and quality of life of people okay because every day is a learning process for anyone even if you've been in something for many of years you always need to look into strengthening and heightening your potential okay so that's one number two would be for me to implement it to those that need it and that's by giving them the encouragement that they need or giving them tools you know, uh, that I acquire through, you know, my coaching mm -hmm. and also um, just to give them the encouragement. That's okay. that's what people need. They need that encouragement, that inspiration. Now, previously you mentioned, you know, having individuals write down a list of all the things that they're good at and the things that they'd like to become better at. Besides using that as a tool, are there any other tools that you suggest to your uh, clientele, to individuals that you're helping or individuals who might um, contract you to provide services? What other tools do you suggest that they use? Well, to to build their confidence, because that's a lot of things that we, we all need to do is to build your confidence. You're asking me what tools I'm going to give them, depending on what it is I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, because mm -hmm. each person has different requirements. If it's a person that's spiritually in need, then that's a different requirement. If it's a person that is um, in need of, you know, uplift uh, or... Um, you know, their low self-esteem, excuse me, you know, then I have to work it in a different way, you mm. know, to build their confidence. If it's a person that um, they are having uh, marriage issues, then that's a whole different subject right there, a different uh, tactic. So it's, it's just basically to build them in whatever way that could make them grow and be better. Now, you had a really special experience regarding family. Tell our audience about that story. Well, when I was uh, a, a baby, uh, we I was taken from my mom and uh, my father, of course. My, my father and my mother was married, but what happened is my father was 10 years older than my mother. Um, he was also a um, in the Air Force and he would leave my mom often because he was always doing service and duties. And so my mom, I guess, had like a nosy neighbor or a friend or whatever that saw her leave myself and my older sister together and, you know, go off to the store. And they went and called uh, social services. 
And then what happened is that by them doing that, of course, that caused the case. And they warned my, my mom and my, my father that if, if that was to happen again, they would have to take us from them. So again, it happened and we were taken and we were placed in foster care. Now, my sister and I were placed in foster care uh, together. Um, my sister, knowing that she knew our parents, she really wasn't trying to hear it. Um, she was very upset um, and going through a lot of emotional changes and distress, but they still kept her with me, you know, and everything. And, and then long story short is my sister just continued to keep, uh, you know, showing up, showing out. And they decided, which at that time, back in those days, uh, siblings were able to stay, you know, they were together, but they, they weren't common to keep them together often. So the biggest mistake that they did at that time was to separate us. They kept me and then my sister was placed in another foster care. So we, we got a chance to see our parents, you know, by visitation through social workers and stuff like that. But then at the time also, my sister still was acquiring uh, a lot of mental issues because of the situation at hand. You know, here, here it is, you take me from my parents, now you're taking me from my only sister, you know, and uh, that caused her a lot of emotional despair. And long story short is um, we corresponded throughout the years. And then at one point we just got uh, disconnected. Um, I still was in high school at the time. My sister, she had already grew out of the foster care system. She never was adopted. Um, she just grew out of it and uh, lived on her own and got married had children. And um, we finally, you know, had one more correspondence, which was through uh, social services. But then at that time, that was like the last time that we heard from each other, okay, or saw each other. And it ended up where we just haven't seen each other for over 27 to 28 years. And then one day, um, I get a message on Facebook, great social media that we have. <laughs> and, um, and if it wasn't for uh, a friend of mine that I was working, I was actually, it was a client of mine actually that had told me that I should make a Facebook page because of my business, you know, um, then I wouldn't have found her. So three months after put, putting up my Facebook page, I get this message. I am your sister. I'm looking for you. And, um, you know, I've been looking for you for all these years, so on and so forth. So I reached out and to come to find out, I'm thinking she's in New York. She was actually in Alabama where my, our father was born and raised. So, um, you know, immediately I tried to see how I can, you know, get involved with her and what have you. But in the meanwhile, being so excited, I went and I started uh, sending out stuff to do all the, all the talk shows. You know, mm -hmm. I think I sent one to Ellen. I sent one to um, Dr. Phil, uh, Rachel Ray, wh whoever and whatever. I, I shot it out there. So um, I got a response. But because my sister didn't respond back on time, it just dissipated. It, nothing happened within that time at that moment. And then all of a sudden, um, I saw a Craigslist ad. OK, that's why a lot of people undermine uh, Craigslist. But. It, it, it helped me in a lot of ways. So I saw this ad saying, uh, do you want to reunite with your 
um, family for the holidays. So I'm like, man, let me just answer this. And long story short, we did that. And um, they responded. But And just to mind you, I didn't know what show it was for because they don't tell you. They just want to hear who you are, what the story is before they even say who it is. So here it is again, Rachel Ray. Okay. They uh, correspond with me. They, you know, ask me, you know, to come to do an interview and they send Skype material down to my sister and family down there, which is all on my father's side. My sister in the meanwhile, put me on to everybody in on my dad's side of the family on my Facebook page so that I can get acquainted with everybody and know who's who and so on and so forth. So we're talking about all my uh, aunts on my, you know, my father's sisters, all my, you know, uh, alive uncles, because at the time, you know, some of my uncles were deceased, but the ones that were living, um, well, first cousins, second cousins, third cousins, you name it. I had it all on my Facebook page. By that time, we, we finally, um, got a air date, uh, December 10th of 2010. And we, uh, I didn't know because they surprised me. They just kept trying to get me to get so emotional about it. But I was so like happy. They're trying to get me to cry. I'm like, why are they trying to get me to cry? You know, but long story short is when I got to the actual set that day, they did like a quick little scene of me sitting on the bench. And I'm like, why they have me on the bench? I'm like I'm a homeless person. But long story short <laughs> is that they were incorporating that into the scene of me sitting and as I'm talking about, or they're talking about my story. So um, they didn't, at the end of the, the whole thing, I didn't know that actually they Skyped my family mm. and brought them into the show. And I just burst out into tears because mm. I, I wasn't expecting that. And I was so grateful because here it is. Not only do I find my sister, but now I find a whole entire <laughs> family. And I'm like, wow, this, only God could do something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it was a very emotional time. And they also gave me two tickets to go down um, to see them as well. So we spent that whole entire weekend and then also was put on uh, the Dolphin Eagle paper that is for Dothan, Alabama, we were on the first page. So the front page, excuse me. So it was a very great experience for me, myself, the family. It, and we just, we've been corresponding ever since. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What, a, what, an ama what an amazing story. And that I'm sure it did your heart a lot of good to, to reconnect with your, not only your sister, but then to find all of this uh, family that you never knew existed. That must've been really amazing. Yes, absolutely was. It still is. I still feel it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay, now now moving on. So, you know, going through your bio, I, I see that you're involved in quite a few um, endeavors in the community. A lot of them are volunteer. How do you manage to participate in so many activities while at the same time running your business? How I do that is easy. They always say that if you want something, you make time for it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I actually do. I make time for everything that I want to be a part of. And I have a scheduling system for myself that allows me to, to do that. And also, it's not hard for me because of the fact that they all inquire, you know, dealing with people. 
And that's what I do all day, every day. And so it's easy for me. But what works for me may not work for the other person. But I, I, I have a, a scheduling system for myself. So when you do volunteer work and you have all these organizations, how do you determine you know, which one you're going to work with, which activities you're going, to, you, you're going to participate in to give back to the community? Because with so many on your plate, and I'm sure with, you know, with your desire and passion to be caring and compassionate, is it hard to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this one, but I, if I do this one, I can't do that one? How, how do you work all of that out? That is a great question. You, you know something? <laughs> and this is a realistic, this is realistic, okay? There's, there is no way sometimes that you can do everything. But how I go about it is that I make sure that I, again, put it on a calendar. Mm -hmm. If Especially, and I ask those people if they can give it to me ahead of time so this way I can coordinate it into my schedule. And that's how I do it. And I've been doing it by the grace of God for all this time, and it has been working for me. Um, and I, I can't, I can't make every every appearance, but I do make majority of them. Okay. Now, what advice would you give, Linda, to someone who is searching for their calling in life? First of all, make sure that you're passionate about it because passion drives whatever it is that you, you want to do, right? Go for it. Don't worry about what other people say, you know, because a lot of people have opinions and that's great. But sometimes they can deter you from what you believe in. I've had experiences with that where when I started my companies, everybody's like, oh, you have to be able to concentrate on just one. Yes, for you. But for me, I feel that I can manage it because of all the things that it acquires is, is people. And I am a master of people. I love people. So any, any way that you can uh, manage it, do it. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. Because sometimes it's because they may not acquire those things or can't do it that way. And they make you feel that you can't. Just do what you know in your heart that you want to do for yourself. And don't look back. And always put God first. Because that's what I do. You know, I would give the advice that don't say you can't until you try. Because a lot of people do that a lot. Oh, I can't do this. I found myself saying that. But you know something? Until I actually tried to do it, that's when I found that I could. So those are some of the things that I would say, you know, to, to anybody out there. Don't don't let anybody deter you. Keep going. Push hard. You know, go hard. You know, and, and, and that's the only way that whatever it is that you want to do will manifest. So now you're involved as executive director and founder and owner and CEO of three separate entities. So take a little time, give our audience a little bit of information about each of those entities and how they can maybe connect with you and maybe a little bit about what each of those entities offer and how they can take advantage or reach out to you. So in, in any order that you would like. Well, my first business is Everyday Needs, and that's a concierge referral service. So Everyday Needs, um, I started because a lot of people, friends, family, just always would come to me for advice or ask me about things. And I'm like, you know, sure. So one day I just decided to make this uh, business. And, and it um, consists of 
different uh, personal needs, business needs, um, you know, everything from landscaping, catering, um, you know, financial advisor, uh, accountant, you know, just a series of different uh, personal and business um, things that you can get. And also I do public speaking if, if I was to be selected to do that. I mean, there's so many different things that everyday needs consists of. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the other one would be new me, new you, which is to educate, enrich, empower, and inspire. We focus on all vital issues, both in personal and business. We cater to individuals, families, businesses, and we give out information, resources, referrals. We also bring awareness and we make you better than yesterday and to unlock your potential. So those are all the things that go with New Me, New You. We also do um, outreach. Like right now I'm doing something called Operation Keep Me Warm. That's for this homeless that are literally out at bus stations, train stations, uh, wherever they, you know, different sections of New York and the tri-state area. Right now I'm uh, collecting blankets and making care packets so that we can leave it by them. And also little inspirational messages just to keep give them uplift um, because these people need it. We don't know their story. And so, you know, there's no judgment. This is just all about love, compassion, and kindness, you know, to help those that are in need. And that's what New Mini You is. So then we have Father Time. How that started, it actually started out as a, a father support group. And then I pitched it to the Long Island, uh, to the library here in Long Island in Amityville. And they said to me, okay, we love that idea, but not everybody has a dad or not everybody, you know, has their father raising them. They have somebody else raising them. And I said, okay, good point. So um, I made it into for parenting and it's to engage and equip them with this and strengthen them in the areas that they need to help to engage with their children. Um, Cause a lot of people have, you know, um, situations in where they can't connect with their children on certain levels. And so I don't make up the plans. I actually get them at, a, you know, from a source, a, a state source. So I utilize that. And then I, I facilitate them in the library, um, libraries, I should say, because I, I do um, affiliate with the surrounding libraries around where I, I um, reside. But um yeah, so those those are the three businesses. And if you want to reach me at Everyday Needs, so it's Everyday Needs um, with every hyphen needs hyphen day. I always do this, so excuse me. I have to I have to do that again because that hyphen gets me every time. So it's every <laughs> hyphen day hyphen needs hyphen inc dot com then for new me new you it's new hyphen me hyphen you hyphen inc dot com and then for father time it's fathertime.org and you accept um donations in kind i do and if somebody wants to volunteer their time with one of your organizations they will get in touch with uh you the same way through one of those um, websites? 
Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or they can do my email, which is um, depending on which one it's um, MsBiz1107 at gmail.com. That is for everyday needs. New Me, New You is New Me, New You, INC at gmail.com. And for Father Time, it's Father Time at gmail.com. Okay. Um, as we get ready to wrap it up, I just want to say to all our audience members out there, um, this is the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate. We've been having a very lively and engaging conversation with our special guest, and that is Miss Linda K. Edwards, Executive Director and Founder of New Me, New You, Inc., Father Time, Inc., which are both nonprofits and She's also the owner and CEO of Everyday Needs Incorporated. Um, we'd like to say to all our listeners that uh, if you have any type of desire to volunteer, time, resources, materials, gifts, please do reach out. Miss um, Edwards does a lot of great things in the community. And on that note, uh, when I wrap up my podcast, Miss um, Linda, I always like to give my guests a chance to leave our listeners with something that they can think about um, and carry with them as they listen to this podcast at the end and so that they can carry something with them. What would you like listeners to take with them from this interview? I hope that it resonated with each and every one of you out there, but also that it encourages you and inspires you. And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up again. You've been listening to the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. And we thank our guest, Ms. Linda K. Edwards. Thank you so much, Ms. Edwards, for gracing our show with your presence. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. And thank you. This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate and host of the show. You've been listening to the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. This and all other programs are available on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor podcast platforms. Go to any search engine and type in Kelson on the Air in the search window to hear this show in its entirety. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a Kelson Communications production.